The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian, and if you dishonor myself or my friends, my hammer will yearn for your face. This is Furitan Furcantries. I am a Dwarven Druid, and I like to find myself some nice leaves to sleep on. This is Peter McMoist. I'm a dark elf bard, and I'm the best fucking town crier in Terror Guard. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team. The team fought with stone golems in the basement of the shack. They quickly realized that this combat was more than they had anticipated. A twist of fate brought down an enormous stone pillar, which, however, evened up the odds. Peter turned himself into a stone golem baby and ran around to great effect. Having earned the deed to this land, our heroes decide to name it Wiener Hall. We rejoin them as they continue discussions on where to go from here. I mean, Wiener Hall is like right in town. Like, I don't know if you guys want to sleep here, but still literally have our own beds two blocks away. Yeah, we should go sleep in our own beds. Sounds good. I don't like that door at the tunnel. Probably a safer option. Right on, gentlemen. So you are going to exit Wiener Hall for now. You close up the shack up top. You head back home. Uh, and... You you get yourself a nice nice long rest. Nothing bad's gonna happen to you in the basement of uh, uh, fucking why can I not remember the name of uh, the sneaky brisket? And so you long rest successfully. Please enjoy your hit points and spell slots and other various character enhancements as they return to you. By the way, you do get uh, fifty nine hundred experience points for completing this. Just gonna add that. Well, you haven't completed it a hundred percent yet. You still need to go back and talk to Cicero Gwyn. So we're not adding that quite in. Not quite yet. Okay. It's not. You're not gonna go up a level anyway. But are you guys even keeping track of experience points? I just wait till Nick says we earned a level. That's what I do too. And rip carpet or what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> that really did sound like carpet ripping. <laughs> I'm super fighty into some mesh. So so is nachos. So getcha. I was listening to the local, uh, I always think of it as the burnout radio station. It's like what you'll hear playing in every auto mechanic shop for miles around. And, uh, as I was listening to it out in the garage, there was, uh, 
there was an advertisement for a thing called the uh, butt muffler, uh, which is something that you put in your pants to muffle your farts. And all I could think of was, why? <laughs> it sounds like nonsense anyway. I don't know. I mean, isn't it? It's like a big deal in Japan, right? Like, don't they have like toilets that make sounds and stuff so you can poop without people kind of hearing what you're doing? Really? Man. What, like, what does it say? Uh, it, it's it's like uh it's like a soundboard like there's all kinds of buttons you can make them make any kind of sound you want so like every t- <laughs> every time you dump out you can like push a button or something you know maybe oh, say too. can you there's <laughs> one of them an anime guy going oh <laughs> <laughs> i love how much you love that <laughs> I don't know, man. Some of my shits would need to be like Iron Maiden concert loud to cover the noise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you remember on uh, Silicon Valley where like uh, Gilfoyle had, I forget, whenever something happened to Bitcoin or something like that, like it would just make like the really loud heavy metal sound. Yeah. <laughs> Gilfoyle. That's a, it's an interesting name. Just look up Japanese toilets. They're, it's like being on the bridge of the Star Trek Enterprise. They're so advanced. <laughs> Ooh. These toilets are so awesome. You can get... It's, it's got a button for rear cleansing, soft rear cleansing, front cleansing. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you need your front cleansed? <laughs> well, if you have a different set oh, of parts. Well, Look not only that. Thinking. Like, let's say I mean, it, concrete worker, like behind your balls can get pretty ripe. Concrete worker. <laughs> Have you ever been a concrete worker? I mean, I've done work that's hot and sweaty before. Oh, I've done. Oh, it's got to be concrete. Yeah, I've done lots of hot and sweaty work. Concrete's by far the worst. Oh, I thought that was a poop term. A concrete worker for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to. When I worked on concrete crews, that's when my balls got the ripest. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> you haven't been a concrete worker? <laughs> Tell me, sweetheart. <laughs> Have your balls ever truly stank? <laughs> Have your balls ever become one with your fucking taint? <laughs> this one's got a dryer, too. I, there was a sushi restaurant not far from our old place that had, uh, like, the fancy Japanese toilet. And my favorite was there was a setting, uh, and it said wide. Or, sorry, it said front and in parentheses wide. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> It's got like a... <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> I didn't have the heart to try any of the settings. <laughs> I'll just have the base. Oh, I wanted to. All right. So we're going to bed. <laughs> so we're going to bed. <laughs> this one's got an energy saver. <laughs> like, like if you're just sitting on it all day. <laughs> Look, this is going to take some time, all right? I need to go into low power mode for a while. <laughs> all your toilet times jacking up our electric bill that's the commercial is your time on the toilet breaking your bank get the toilet that'll clean out your crotch but not your wallet all right so you guys head back you're in the basement of the sneaky brisket you have yourself a beautiful night of sleep the sleep that only newly minted property owners can really truly have having woken up the following day the 28th of Ento on our fancy Malotan calendar, because what's a fantasy world without its own unique calendar? And, uh, and here you guys are. You, you're not technically property owners yet, although you have fought the fight. 
what would you like to do with your day now? Yes, we gotta go talk to Cicero and get our deed for Wiener Hall. Mm-hmm, that's true. Right on. That's step one. You gather yourselves up. You make your way to the fancier end of town. Do you know if, uh, who's running this joint? Is that Carl? Is that his name? Uh, Duga Smelsh owns the Sneaky Brisket, if that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, so Carl. No, uh, d- For Carl! Does Duga have, like, a shish kebab or something on a stick I can take to go? Pretty hungry. A little a little to-go meal? Yeah, I, th- I, think, uh, I think he can arrange a, a to-go brisket for you. Right. A, t- a to-go brisket kebab? Mm-hmm. A brisket kebab? I would love that. Brisket kebab. Oh, that's one. You know what a bris is? Not a brisk kebab. <laughs> a brisk. A b- <laughs> he spells it wrong on the chalkboard. Brisk kebab. Everybody's giving him weird looks. What is that? Is that like what is that? Like pieces of onion in there? Is that what is that? Uh, Calamari. It's like it's like, it's like, uh, <laughs> like you know one of those like rotating shawarma things. <laughs> like it's just layers of foreskin. He <laughs> <laughs> just sh- oh. shaves some off. <laughs> what is this Ed Gein shop yeah. we're living in? That is, uh, that's among the worst things we've ever come up with. <laughs> it's hard to really make like a top ten list at this point, but that's that's uh, that's up there. Brisk kebab. Uh, all right. Uh, you make your way over to the High Town District, and there is the fancy seat of government where you know advising Lord Hoff and all the other snooty nobles in the city, you will find the shadowy puppet master that is Cicero Gwyn. Did we put on nice attire for this show? Nope. Do you guys own more than one set of clothing? No. No. What are we, rich, fancy people? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a lowly uh, concrete worker. Just sweating balls and Mm -hmm. saving worlds. That's what it's all about. You enter the hallowed halls of this government building, which I have only defined on the map as government building, which is why I just keep calling it that. You know, let's take a moment. The government building, as you guys see it on the map, which I just noticed now is vaguely like a pentagon, (laughs) uh, somewhat pentagonal, you might say. That was an accident. Just happened with the way I drew the map. Uh, If you look at it, though, there's like an outer sort of ring and then an open space in the middle. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Did somebody step on a duck? <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> like, I think that's a joke from Caddyshack, but like that really sounded like somebody stepped oh, on a duck. Somebody stepped on a duck? I can't do Rodney Dane. Well, look at you, sweetheart. I bet you were really something <laughs> before electricity. <laughs> Even this duck doesn't land in hell. So, I'm gonna lose this game tonight. Anyway... Uh, so anyway, let's, let's take this opportunity. Tell me, if you will, about, uh, about this government. I feel like it's the only government building in town, so it's got to have a name. So what's, what is the name of this government building? Wiener Hall's taken. <laughs> Wiener Plaza. <laughs> Wiener Center. And there's one little, like weird artwork bridge thing that comes out of it and that's called the 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 prince albert point and keep in mind too that this is like um this is sort of a mix of a bunch of different kind of government stuff that happens here there's uh lord hoff who is the lord of this you know town and area and all the rest of it 
there is a aristocracy of sorts that is also a part of the ruling system. I think it should be called something like the Dynasty Plaza. Castle Hoff. <laughs> <laughs> Better. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Castle Hoff. Uh, I'm going to mix the two. It's Castle Hoff. Uh, oh, wait. The Castle Hoff Dynasty Plaza. Most typically just called Castle Hoff. That's fucking hysterical. <laughs> it's a play on words, see? Did you just make that up? <laughs> right off the top of my head. You venture over to Castlehoff and find yourselves face to face after, uh, let's say it's a little break in their royal governmenting session. You beckon uh, Cicero Gwyn out into the hallway and he sees you and there's there's almost like a... Uh, well, you, you're not exactly sure what it is, but there's a raised eyebrow uh, as he sees you across the hallway, and maybe he's surprised you're alive. Maybe he's uh, surprised you're here now. Who knows what it is? But could even be that he's impressed. Uh, but he gives you the usual wait outside gesture, and then uh, when when session breaks, he comes out and he approaches you guys in the hallway and says, "Well, I'm very uh." I'm very pleased to see uh, all three of you, and you're here. Uh, did you uh, uh, did you do the thing, or did you leave, or uh, what? What? Uh, give me some some details. Seems like you expected us to die. Oh, not necessarily die. Just not necessarily do the other thing either. Well, we well smashed some fucking heads. So, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, it was it was a very difficult job, and I just wanted to. I wanted to select a group that I thought would be capable, and, uh, well, you know, I, I, I may have thought you were on the borderline of that, but clearly, cl- clearly you've proven me uh, very wrong, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, you've taken care of a legitimate threat to the city. Well, with that being... I believe, uh, I, Yeah, with that being oh, said, oh, I think, uh, we should be getting a deed. Is that correct? Yeah, indeed you shall. <laughs> did you see what I did there? It's a, Anyway, uh, yeah, let's head on down to the records. Room. I think uh, we should get a little more than a deed. That's just my personal opinion. You didn't say anything about stone fucking golems. Well, I didn't say anything about it because we didn't know anything about what was there. Uh, the, the job was to clear out a space. But uh, let's, you know what? Let's let's uh, let's talk about additional compensation. I think about the best we can probably do is. Uh, uh, I, I think we can, uh, what, what can we do here? And, uh, let's see, at this point, I think what we'll do is we'll have Jeff make a persuasion roll and see what he can, see what you can get out of this guy. Because roleplay is fun and all, but we came here to roll dice. Thirteen. Oh, that's super great. He says, well, uh, yeah, let me, uh... Why don't, why don't you guys go in here and, and handle the paperwork? And he kind of directs you towards the the door to the title and deed office uh, upstairs on... Uh, I feel like it's maybe up on the second level, you know, overlooking sort of a courtyard within. Somewhat prestigious. It's clearly a nice little office for the deeds and titles and whatnot. And uh, he's... I'll, I'll be back in just a little while. Let me let me see what I can scrounge up with the old Hoff back here and, uh, and, uh, and sort of get some money for you. Uh... I'll be I'll be back, and so you guys sit down and you're presented with an enormous amount of paperwork over what seems like an eternity of time. 
uh, tracking deeds and titles and paperwork in this city is, uh, well, it's about as obtuse as it is in real life. I like to think we're trying to do this all with a straight face. Yeah, we're here for the deed for uh, Wiener Hall. They're like, oh, Wiener Hall, Wiener Hall, just a second, Wiener Hall. Yeah, was it was it called Wiener Hall before it was ours, or was it always called Wiener Hall? I think I'm leaving that up to you guys. I feel like we get to name it once it's ours. I have no idea what it was called before. Yeah, I feel like we named it. The uh, the the title clerk is like, uh, yes, and whatever you're gonna put for the name, you can write that here on this blank. And uh, it's the address is one Wiener Hall. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because it would be on the it'd be on the street, so it'd have to one, be like Wiener Way. One Wiener Hallway. One Wiener Hallway. One Wiener Hallway. Yeah, that'd be. It. We can make you a little extra road that comes off of this one, and have that be Wiener Wiener Hallway. Coxman Drive. I feel like that would be in an avenue. Coxman Avenue, please, driver. Uh, so as, as you're filling that out and you write in Wiener Hall on the, uh, the, the title on the <laughs> deed and the, the clerk takes it back from you and just goes, hmm, and then continues handing you paperwork to sign. <laughs> and, uh, after a long bout of signing papers, your, your wrists are, are sore. Your fingers are sore. There's ink all over your hands and you are now the proud titled owners. Of Wiener Hall. Yes. Huzzah, Wiener Hall. <laughs> For Wiener Hall. Uh, I can't think of any clever rhymes to go with that off the top of my head. So we'll just move on. Uh, and Wiener Hall has now become your deeded property, owned equally by the three of you. Uh, it is currently a largely open lot with a uh, a little shack that leads down, down, down to uh, a 40 by 60 foot room that's underground and has a doorway leading to a mysterious tunnel. So that's cool. You don't win her cool. all. You ain't got no balls. Ooh. <laughs> Get that reference, y'all. Yeah, that's uh, uh there's not enough cool things in that, uh, like names that we could use that as a, a combat naming thing, but. For those of you at home who are not picking it up, we started playing Deep Rock Galactic, and uh, I gotta tell you, it's a real hoot. It's hard to even play D and D right now because I just I just want to rock yep. and stone. But. <laughs> rock and stone to the bone. <laughs> rock and stone. Nice, nice. All right, with a bunch of paperwork signed, Cicero Gwyn returns to the room where you've been signing things, gathers you up as you're all done, and. Your, uh, you've got your official documents and all the rest of that. And uh, he hands a small coin purse to each of you and says, I have to apologize. This was sort of a uh, not necessarily off the books uh, job, but I, didn't, I wasn't able to, to scratch together very much. But here's, here, here's, uh, here's 50 gold for each of you uh, that you can just, that's just a nice little thing you can have. I appreciate it. Uh, and and you're, you're very welcome. Thank you. Uh, so, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the sort of the next step of this, and, and this is the, the part that I can perhaps help out with, uh, to be maybe, uh, as more compensation, we'll have to start working on, uh, some improvements to the property. Uh, clearly just a, a shed isn't gonna suit three fine adventurers such as yourself for very long. So consider... Consider me your your entryway to the local guilds that can aid you. Uh, they're going to be a little busy 
uh, right now, what with a, I'm sure you're aware of a, about a tenth of our town burning down. So, sir, are you up? Uh, recently. Up How, I, I, I'm not sure what you mean. Have you ever played Skyrim, Cicero? <laughs> uh, played Sky. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Whenever we reference this in the future, Cicero, I would like to be named by our official name, so everybody knows what we're talking about. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, what are you? Are you talking about what the the property name? Did you? Yeah. What did you decide? Uh, on? Here's the paperwork. We just want to say that out loud once. He shuffles <laughs> through it. <laughs> Weiner Hall. Oh, <laughs> you, you mispronounced. You mispronounced. Oh, Weiner Hall. Weiner. <laughs> is that another language or something? Is that? Oh, that's pretty good. We touched Weiners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he looks at it and goes, clears his throat, and he goes, Ah, oh, I, I see. Weiner Hall. <laughs> well, <Sure>. sir. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, sister. Appreciate it. Uh, so, what what are you thinking about erecting? Uh, <laughs> I guess I resist that one. Uh, so, here is where we finally, finally, by the way, uh, and again, I have not, I'm not as fully versed in the rule set as I want to be yet, but I will get there. Uh, but here is where we are entering into the territory of the. Uh, the uh, Strongholds and Followers rule set from uh, the delightful and insightful Matt Coville. Uh, and I can dig up that PDF that I got sent when I bought the book because um, I only have one physical copy and can't really have all of you using that at the same time. But there are a variety of structures and things that you guys can build that will help influence other things in the game, potentially earn income, and gain you bonuses in combat, depending on what you decide to build. Is one of them and a in fact, let me... tall, proud tower with a bulbous top? Two small igloos at the bottom. Do, do. Uh, there is, in fact, an option for a tower. Uh, some of the options that you have available for you are a keep, a temple and tower, an establishment. Those are the more common ones. Keeps are larger and more fortified for defensive purposes and therefore take longer to build, blah, blah, blah. Temples and towers are less fortified, but still usually made of stone, etc. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I should be reading this other part. Uh, a keep is a martial stronghold for characters interested in raising armies and defending the local townsfolk. Barbarian camps and pirate ships are variations on this. It'd be really weird if you built a pirate ship in the middle of town, but we'll figure out a way to make it work. Um, a tower is an arcane stronghold for doing spell research and learning battle magic. A temple is a divine stronghold for summoning extraplanar allies and learning battle magic. A druid's grove is a popular variation. An establishment is an espionage stronghold for sabotaging your enemies and generating revenue. And then also a castle combines two or more of the above into a large complex owned and run by multiple characters, each of whom gain the mechanical benefits thereof. So, what this comes down to, my I'm going to assume, is that you guys are going to want to build some sort of castle over here, and then each of you will have your individual component, like uh, a druid's grove, um, a barbarian's camp, and a... Uh, I guess I don't really know. The bar I'm guessing the bard would probably be an establishment? Make a bar? A band camp. Band camp. Nice. 
This one time at Bandcamp? Mm-hmm. So anywho, I will, over time here, uh, or sometime soon, make the uh, make the rules for this available. Or, of course, you're all welcome to go out and purchase your own rule set. I suspect uh, Peter is going to be the one most interested in this, but there are cool things for all of you. Uh, all of the costs and all the rest of it are going to be detailed in Matt Coville's Strongholds and Followers rule set. Uh, but what I was just establishing earlier is that this will all be available more or less through purchase and arrangement through Cicero Gwyn. Uh, each of those individual things is going to cost anywhere from, I believe, six to 10,000 gold. Um, and then obviously there'll be some sort of add-on costs for making that one big property. And then who knows what things you'll find to do with, uh, with more money there at the property. Once you get up and running, though, you can start generating some revenue for it and doing all kinds of other cool shit. All right. But, you know, it's nice to finally have something to do with all of your money. There is obviously still the Dirty Rune, the magic shop in town. You guys can always go there and earn a little more cash or spend a little more cash, I should say. But That guy has uh, for the time being. so much waste potion for us that I've never collected. Right? Oh, yeah. You guys used one of those at one point, though. Which potion? You? Yeah. Potion to poop yourself. You used it in that temple. Oh, yeah. Didn't we, like, itchy butthole? We have the potion of, of itchy yeah. butthole. We have the potion of pissings. <laughs> Do we, yeah, we get to pick a new potion every time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. So you guys now have access to Wiener Hall and the improvements therein. <laughs> uh, the Do keep in mind. Wiener Hall. <laughs> keep in mind that these... Uh, Upgrades and what have you are not only expensive, uh, but they do take a significant amount of time. It's one of the reasons why I've actually been more aggressive about maintaining uh, a calendar in this version of the campaign, or this campaign rather, um, because we're going to need to track how long shit takes. If it takes 90 days to build a chunk of castle, well, it takes 90 days to build a chunk of castle. And there you are. Cicero Gwynn says to all of you, well, I, I have to get back to work now, you know, governance and what have you. So uh, uh, please enjoy your haul. And which, uh, which hall? when you've uh, <laughs> wiener hall. <laughs> Thank you. Enjoy that wiener hall. And uh, uh, let me know when you've when you've uh, figured out your plans for sprucing the place up. We're all very excited. We'd, we're encouraging development on the east side of town. We're hoping to sort of expand our borders in that direction and uh, and really just you know give it give it a real go at becoming a big city here. So so thank you thank you gentlemen. Have a great day. Cicero, uh, are there like any permitting requirements or any of that kind of? Oh yeah. You know, the most interesting part uh, about this is the permitting process. I'd, I'd love to walk you through every every step here. Uh, you're going to need to submit plans in advance. There's a, there's a small fee for that, but among friends, we can probably get you a discount. And, uh, we'll have to go through all the code and ordinance. It's, it's, it's only about seven books, uh, but we'll make sure everything's up to date and current, that you're up to code. Uh, I, I don't want to get you too excited now. We can, we can come back to it. So and then we're heading to uh, the, uh, what did you say? I totally forgot the name of it. The uh, uh, Alchemy Wiener shop. Hall? The uh, Alchemy, are we going back there, the Alchemy Shop? Because I know you mm. talked about that. Oh, the Dirty Room. The Dirty Room. Well, if you wanted to go buy any magic stuff, you could do that. Or are you, you going to save your money for uh, making a bigger Wiener Hall? Yeah, I'd probably save my money. 
I mean, we get a free potion. Yeah. Right? So we should get that at least. And then we gotta figure out how we, uh, how we spend money on this tower. Or Wiener Hall. So, as we're walking to the Dirty Rune, um, I'm gonna go up to Jeff, and I think we're all in a circle, but kind of um, talk to him specifically. And I just said, hey, I remember something about, something on the job board uh, about Fight Group, and they're needing a new location. How about we make some money? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, that's a, so we're hearing around town from Ferris Thurmond, anyway. That's the word around town. Yeah, I'm not thinking that uh, it's a permanent solution for him, but I mean, we got some property to make some money off of. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Let's go talk to Ferris Thurmond. After we get our potion, that sounds great. And shop around. We'll save our money, but we might as well see what they have in stock. There's never any harm in doing a little window shopping. Very good. Well, you mosey your way on over to uh, the Dirty Rune. The local magic shop here in town. Let me pull that page up for y'all. I almost feel like a mobster coming to this guy. Hey, uh, so I think you've got something for me, Alatar. You know, and back. I believe we have an arrangement between us. <laughs> this thing of ours. You enter the dirty rune. I feel like we should have some, some theme music for the dirty rune. I don't know what it is, We have the, the excellent non-copyright infringing version of the Cantina song. I just did that last one for the underneath the bar scene. <laughs> we'll come with something good. Nice. You enter the locally owned and operated magic shop, The Dirty Rune, and there's Alatar behind the counter with his mysterious red dot glowing under his hood. Or maybe it's not. I should say they. You know, every once in a while I slip, but that's a they. And I believe I popped the uh, the Dirty Rune inventory list up on your screens. And there it is. A big old list of items that are available in the magic shop. Magic shop. Uh, maybe you can like so, non-copyright infringing oh, magic. <laughs> I take you to the uh-huh. Alatar shop. We haven't done a lot of... Uh, Aside from the, I guess it was a good day, we haven't done a lot of hip-hop sort of references. It's true. No, it's scroll of vision. So let's talk about, uh, let's talk about this potion. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want me to use one of the, well, let's see here. Oh, what do I got? Yeah, let's use something from this table, something from the fans. Yes. One, two, three, four, seven. Really? Hey. Um... There are seven different potions available, so let's have... All right, let's say this. Since we have seven unique potions available from fan suggestions, uh, I'm going to have... Uh, why don't each of you roll me a d20 and see who gets to roll for this. For this privilege, this pleasure. I would. Uh... Mr. McMoist rolling a 20 versus the seven and nine. Roll me now a d8. If you roll a one... You get to decide and make up the potion. If you roll anything else, we'll just go with that number in the list. Oh, wait. We basically used this one. Um, Because that's... This one was originally called the Potion of Stinky Finger. (laughs) Uh, And it was make a ranged attack on a hit the target has disadvantage for two rounds due to an overwhelming butthole itch. So we've already used that. So we'll move up to... We'll move up to this one. I don't have a creative name for it, but... 
It is making a ranged attack. On a hit, the target becomes blind in one eye and has disadvantage on attack rolls for two rounds. What, if, what should we call that one? What was that, uh, the gun in the Christmas story called? The Red Rider. The Red Rider? <laughs> the Red Rider. <laughs> the potion of Red Rider. You're gonna shoot your eye out. Ho, ho, ho. We just watched that the other night. It's a great movie. Like that Santa's super fucking aggressive. Timeless classic. All right, you have in your inventories, or rather, let's say, let's say because Peter rolled the dice that it's in his inventory, a potion of Red Rider that on a hit, uh, the target becomes blind in one eye and has disadvantage on attack rolls for two rounds. Uh, So this is a potion I throw at somebody else? Yes, it is specifically a ranged attack. I mean, I guess you could just drink it too, but... And Red Rider myself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you want to. Well, I thank him for that. And fans at home, keep in mind that if you have ideas for goofy, small effect potions that you want to come from Alatar's Dirty Rune Shop, you can tweet them to us or Facebook them to us or just send them to us however you figure out how to do it. We're always looking for more goofy shit. And hey, bonus points for us, apparently, if it involves uh, some part of your nether regions. fans how is your day treating you i hope it's excellent i don't have much to say for today it's been a pretty calm week for the very good adventuring team folks nothing special nothing fancy i will just take a moment to remind all of you that you can find us on twitter with at vga team we're also on facebook here and there if you can only remember one thing about it though you should remember that the vgat.com T-H-E-V-G-A-T dot com is where you can find all the miscellaneous nonsense associated with our podcast. I think my favorite part of the website is the small but impressive selection of artwork that's been commissioned for our two campaigns. Take a moment to check that out when you get a chance. But you can also find our episodes and links to all the social media things, as well as a link to our Patreon, which is a fabulous way in which you, dear listener, can support our glorious entertainment nonsense of a podcast. Don't get me wrong, we're going to keep putting this out either way, but it's so much nicer when we have a little help from you, our closest and most cherished friends. And perhaps most importantly, supporting us through Patreon makes sure that we never have to resort to filthy, filthy advertisements. I would never be able to afford my Dapper Dan Pomade, which helps keep hair looking sharp and beautiful all day without hardening too much. Truly the discerning pomade for the discerning gentleman, or lady, without your help. And it would be terrible and disgusting if we had to use ads. A Dapper Dan man would never sell out like that. And that's all I've got for you today, folks. Without further ado, let's get back into the action. Kids, did you have anything in the uh, inventory here at the Dirty Rune that 
catches your eye? Uh, nothing we can afford. Yeah, I mean, most of this stuff, uh, I could actually feel like we can cast these small level spells. So, yeah, at this point, I'm more interested in that keep. I'm curious about the horses of the Zephyr. I don't think that that's in... Nope, that's not in the regular Roll20 compendium. Let's look. Let it look online. See what we come. These iron horseshoes come in a set of four. While all four shoes are affixed to the hooves of a horse or similar creature, they allow the creature to move normally while floating four inches above the ground. This effect means that the creature can cross or stand above non-solid or unstable surfaces, such as water or lava. The creature leaves no tracks and ignores difficult terrain. In addition, the creature may move at normal speed for up to 12 hours a day without suffering exhaustion from a forced march. Oh, I can be a flying horse. That's cool. I wouldn't say four inches above the ground is flying. I can be a floating horse? I like going above lava four inches. Sure. I'm going to be a roasted horse. <laughs> okay. That'd be pretty badass if you could get shoes that did that, though. Yeah. Just just have those and live out in California. Everybody else is shaking like crazy, and you're just like, what? What's going on? Also, you wouldn't have to step in the hobo poop. Actually, what would be really funny would be jumping rope, and you could just stand there. <laughs> I am the best. <laughs> What's your record for r- jumping rope? Like a million. Nice double jump, you fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what can I do instead of a double jump? I don't know. I'm on 6,000 and counting. That'd be the dumbest thing you could do with those fucking shoes. <laughs> I don't know why I even thought I of can that. do a until I'm bored jump. How weird would it be to live in the D&D universe? Because if you lived in a major city, you'd see all kinds of fucking wacky magic items all over the place. What would you just do if somebody was just walking past four inches off the ground, casual as shit? Probably spin them. People with fucking glowing runes all over their shit and... Controlling magic items and objects and golems and fucking whatever. And that'd just be, like, casual. (laughs) Whatever. There that guy goes. That's not at all what they did in the Dungeons & Dragons movie. Wait, was there actually a Dungeons & Dragons movie? It was terrible. That's why no one speaks of it. I mean, I always hear people talk about it, but I always assume it's in, like, a... Oh, my God. Yeah, there really is. With Marlon Wayans. And Jeremy Irons? And Justin Whalen? I don't know who that is. Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> I would do a curiosity watch if I were you. Hmm. See, the trouble with making a Dungeons and Dragons movie is it's just a fantasy movie where they have to pretend like they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, I'm assuming that's what they did, right? To be honest, I don't even remember. There is a different movie I'm trying to... Well, just watch yeah, the Tom Hanks Monsters and Mazes. That'll do it for you. <laughs> now that's a movie that really explores the dangers of this horrible, horrible hobby. Mm-hmm. Satanic panic. As I say, next up, Satanism. Reefer badness. Yeah, I don't understand what the big deal is. I mean, yeah, you buy one of the books, and it gives you satanic rituals, and you just have to worship Satan as long as you own them, but I don't understand what the problem is. That's how you win D&D. Uh, yeah. Everybody knows that. doesn't even need to be said out loud, all the D&D devil worshipping that happens anyway so you guys are content not purchasing anything today from the dirty rune not today not today what if there's a whorehouse next door called the dirty poon <laughs> <laughs> i see uh 
I see two other places by Wiener Hall. I mean, I guess if you want to make that your establishment as part of Wiener Hall. No, I was going to say, is that really, across the way, there's two other buildings. Is that really what you want to name? Like, don't get me wrong, like, I personally have never visited a house of ill, ill repute, so I'm not sure what, like, I'm like, I'm clearly not the right demographic, but is that the place that you'd want to go? <laughs> I'd rather go to the clean poon, personally. <laughs> well, if it was like a, just a tongue-in-cheek name, like the bar in Kilkenny called the Thirsty Beaver. Yeah, yeah. No, that was the red, the snapper? The happy snapper. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good name. The happy snapper. All right, gentlemen, you are on your way to the... What the hell was the name of uh, Ferris Thurman's shop? Thankfully, I have so many notes and whatnot. Oh, but I don't have that written. I thought he had a a name for his place. He did. He was a smith. The Pointed Peen. That's what it was, the Pointed Peen. You enter the door, all three of you this time. I don't know if all three of you have actually gone to see Ferris Thurmond at once. Uh, But you open the door to find this golden dwarf standing by his forge, banging away at some some piece of metal that he's forging into something, I'm sure, awesome. And uh, he looks up and says, Ah, lad, it's good to see you. Come, have a a seat by the, the, the fire. How have you been, Ferris? Well, as you know, it's been uh, it's been a bit of a tough time. We've had uh, some struggles getting our aggressions out lately because we uh, we haven't been able to uh, we haven't been able to use the blind cyclops for fighting recently. But you know, oh, why is that? Well, there was a there was a bit of an incident there, and the local guards came in and discovered our underground fighting thing, and. Well, it's not illegal or anything, but goddamn, they all wanted to be a part of it, and uh, we can't have those sissy guards as a part of it. And no one wants to be known as the person that beat the crap out of a guard, eh? No, you'd have all of them after you. As it happens, we just came into some property. Property, you say? Yep, with a decent basement. Oh, I do love fighting in a basement. Nothing better. Sometimes it's nice to fight outside, too. You know, it's a good summer day, and you can fight outside, maybe out in a field or in a forest or something, but... You know, I mean, it does get cold, so it's nice to have a space, an insulated space you can be in. You know, light some fires, have a fight, whatever. What was the house taken for wagers at the Blind Cyclops? Well, it would depend on the fight. Sometimes it would uh, be a good amount of money, sometimes it'd be a little, but uh, I think it was usually around uh, 10% on the fights. Well, you move it over to uh, Wiener Hall property. Wiener Hall. (laughs) (laughs) Wiener Hall, you say? (laughs) Proud name. Very proud. Uh, we'd, I think, I think we'd host for eight percent of the take. Oh, well, now you're talking. I tell you what, you could have drinks in there and whatnot too. You can make a little extra coin on the side. I like it. I like the way you think. Well, good. I'll spread word around the community. What, uh, what do you say? We have, uh, we have a fight in five days. Sounds good to me. So I'd ask him. So, what kind of uh, detail did you usually have for the house? You said drinks. What else did it usually entail for a proper fight night? Well, you typically you gotta have those little umbrellas that go in the drink. That's a that's it's a, a must. Drink. Okay, okay. Uh, what uh, sort of security? Uh, what are you? What are we talking? About? Well, you got a room full of lads that are itching for a fight. You don't tend to need a lot of security from anybody on the outside world. It, we pretty much kick the shit out of anybody that comes in and messes <laughs> with us. <laughs> it's Ferris. 
Outside of that, you know, you can have some uh, some food in there if you'd really like to. Uh, drinks are a good thing. Everybody likes to get drunk and fight. Uh, seating's not really much of an option. Uh, people tend to just break the chairs anyway. That's that's uh, it's not out of the question. You could always do it, but I would find yourselves some sturdy benches to sit on if I were you. If you were going to go in that direction. Other than that, well, I tell you what, we just really need a place to beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> You've got that place. Only if the house can participate. Uh, you know, yes, truly. And I just point to uh, Jeff there. Well, the lad's undefeated so far. We're going to keep fighting him. What, uh, do you have an address for Wiener Hall? <laughs> 69 Boob Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 69 420. Apartment number 420. 69420 Bong Ripper Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What are you, an early or a early 2000s <laughs> yeah. internet name? Well, my Factorio username is Big Huge Boner. Yeah, that's true. It is on your Borderlands game oh, yeah. as well. Yep, I carried it over. Is that just your Steam username, or is no? That that's just uh, your, uh, like well, Factorio when it's multiplayer is the only time it's relevant. What was your What was your Among Us username again? Remember, it was like how the fuck did it let you get away with that? I can't remember now. Um, Crampi. I wasn't thinking that should be should be my username and every. <laughs> well gentlemen your your conversation with ferris i think is pretty much settled there you've uh established that there will be an eight percent cut of the take from the gamblings in the house you're uh you are the new hosts in your lovely space for fight group and uh that'll that'll hopefully earn you a little extra coin i'll have to look up again uh I think the Dungeon Master's Guide has some rules around what you can earn from a business, so we'll just kind of throw that out there as what we'll go by. Uh, and there are some things you can do to uh, to increase that. You can do a little, you know, promotion and advertising work. You can spend some money on improvements. There's there's fun stuff we can do along that path. Uh, the New Digs job board specifically was just to. Uh, sort of set you guys up for having a fight group on your own personal space. Okay. And I'm glad you guys did the order, the quests in the order of the job board because you wouldn't have really had a space for it had you not <laughs> <laughs> gotten the, the keep quest done. So. All right. All right. So let's, uh, let's take a little bit of time. With, uh, with a book that none of us have read so far, which is Matt Colville's lovely Strongholds and Followers, beautifully illustrated, delightful hardcover. I find this book to be an excellent addition to any Dungeon Master's library. And, you know, if they wanted to pay me to say that, they could. You know, just if they wanted to. They don't have to, but they could. But one of the cool things about Dungeons and Dragons is... And at least I've found this in every game pretty much that I've played is uh, having a fucking base, 
having a base where you can do cool shit in your base and you can go back and store your fucking loot in your base and do base things in your base. Improve it. I'm going to debase my base so much. All your base are belong to you. Wait a second. What does that mean? What are you going to do inside of our base? I, I said my, my base. Okay, remember, we can get a castle. We each get a section if we choose to go that route. Oh, baiting. So. <laughs> baiting base. The baiting base in the basement. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we go down this road, <laughs> there's one thing I did almost forget, which is super important. Yeah. Which is the plot rod. Oh, God. Thank you. So before we go too much further... Let's figure out who's got the rod. Plot rod. Who does have the rod? Why can't it? Oh, so Jerry had it last time. And this is now Josh's turn. Wait, what the fuck happened here? Jerry, Sam, Josh. Jerry, Sam, Jerry. Because I think we switched places in the garage. Yeah, but I just kind of go on based on the list. So Josh got, Josh got fucked. Or something. Well, you know, the other thing, too, is I was, I was fucking with this list last time because I thought I had the order messed up and I still haven't figured out where I went wrong. What did you use it for last time? I don't fucking know. Uh, what happened last time? Did you skibbity-bop to poop with it? Maybe. Because Sam made the collapsible pillar, which killed one of the golems. Mm-hmm. I think you didn't use it last time. Did I not? Maybe that was... Maybe this... I could, the last time I remember using it is when I burned down the town, I thought... <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> That's why. So let's just that that makes just a ton of you know easy shit there. As if you forgot it on that one time. Whatevs. Snooze and now it's just back to Josh's turn. Burn down the town, except for our stronghold. I'm gonna burn the whole town down. Burn, burn the whole town down. This is new salt on the margarita. The squirrels were they were married. <laughs> I forgot about that line. Squirrels. I fucking hate squirrels. I don't mind them too much. I definitely don't hate them, like with any kind of passion or anything, but I, I do. I just, I, I just, I guess I just don't have strong feelings for squirrels. Is that all right? Is that, is that fucking all right? All right, gentlemen, you guys have acquired in your recent adventures a, uh, a piece of property. A piece of property that you decided appropriately to name Wiener Hall. It's not much of a hall yet, though. It's more of a shack. And it's a shack above a hole in the ground. Uh, I'm just going to tell you guys straight up about this. A part of the reason that we're doing this is just because we talked about how cool it would be to have a base, and we all love having bases. Base, base. Base in D&D. Could be a rebel base. Don't know. We'll see what happens. But now you've got a base. You've got a base of operations. You can move out of the sneaky brisket basement and into this place. You can uh, start building it up. Or you can stay, keep paying rent. You know, I don't know how long you guys are paid up through, but you, uh, uh, you got some decisions to make around that. The other piece, too, I was going to mention is that the, the underground here is more or less going to be a path to uh, underground adventures. So you guys have done some stuff underground already. You've gone underground from the city watch place. You've gone underground from the hole under the bridge. Uh, now you'll have access to this uh, this sort of underground from uh, from your own base. So you can you can launch adventures from there, do some exploring and spelunking and what have you. In addition to that, we'll start using the uh, from MCDM. Is that? 
can never remember if that's the whole thing. Oh man, I still have the rule book for uh, Feast of Legends, the Wendy's Adventure. <laughs> that's right. And then I found out that Critical Role did it in a uh, you know marketing thingamabob, and everybody just tore him to shreds because Wendy's like supports genocide in South America or some weird shit. I can't remember what it was, but. Like, surprise, major, like, national or international corporation does evil shit in third world countries. Like, I, like, I don't want to sound too, uh, uh, uncaring about it. I mean, it's not like I don't care about genocide, but, like, why was anybody surprised? Anyway, that's for, that's a story from a different day. Strongholds and Followers, however, is not put out by a major evil corporation. It's put out by Matt Colville, who does amazing work along with a very long list of people that helped out in their front credits. And here you guys are on the precipice of enjoying a new stronghold. So I figured we could take just a little bit of time today and, you know, talk over some of the stuff that's there. You've, uh, you've all got access to my PDF and, uh, you know, what do you guys, what do you guys want to do with your, uh, with your newfound land here? And, and it's a good thing to start this now because a, you're going to need to save up a bunch of money to be able to afford this because I think between all of you, you've got like a thousand gold, and like I think the base step for this is like six or seven thousand gold or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything takes time. We did really specifically like there's one section in here that um, Matt Colville put in about like building your establishment faster. And uh, what does he say here? Paying more to get it done faster. Since building or repairing any stronghold requires a labor force, it's reasonable for players to conclude that hiring more artisans and laborers will speed up the process. To a small degree, this is true, but the rules assume you're working optimally and adding more laborers will paradoxically cause it to take longer. Uh, or in the famous words of, um, oh shit, now I can't think of the guy's name. Max Brooks? Fred Brooks? Yeah, Brooks. I can't remember the guy's first name off the top of my head, but he was one of the IBM crew that built some of their first processors and his famous quote is it doesn't matter how many women you hire, it takes nine months to make a baby. And it's a strange, strange quote I've never heard. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those weird paradoxical things about like, in particular complex work like designing processors and computer mm -hmm. parts, like you can hire as many people as you want, it's not going to go faster in fact it's probably going to take longer because now you get a bunch of people to train and a bunch of other shit so. Impregnate, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Classic problem. <laughs> Got all these ladies that I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh, funny enough, there it is. It's actually in this section, the famous real world book, The Mythical Man Month, details exactly what happens. That's the book I'm referencing. It's always weird to read something like many, many years ago because of my dumb managerial sort of job and then come across it in the wild like this years later. And like, oh, somebody else knows about this thing. I thought that was secret knowledge, that book that was published, and only I had it. <laughs> All right, so we got this place. What can we do with it right now? Is well, there anything we can do? We already started doing something. We have an underground fight group that can be going in our basement. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that uh, yeah, that's right. Did we, we rented it out to... Mm -hmm. We're going to get 8% because they usually charge 10 per fight. Okay, okay. Jeff can fight himself, which is awesome. <laughs> just, I just want to make sure about that. And uh, Come watch Goliath Man punch self in face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so angry at myself. Ah, I would pay money to see anybody stand around and punch themselves in the face. It has to be hard punches, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'd be, a, it'd be a pretty boring show if it was just somebody like, eh, 
<laughs> Why are my hands so soft? Uh, I mean, we, all right, so we got that going on, but I mean, what can we buy to improve the <clears throat> our shack right now? Well, there's currently nothing you can really afford, uh, just because you guys just don't have enough money to do that, but we're looking at, uh, how does this start? So you guys can start off, and again, keep in mind, I really, I've, I've read some of this part of the rule book, but just I don't have any of it memorized or clear in my head. Uh, but you're looking at establishments, temples, towers, and keeps. So I would imagine that you, as the uh, as the bard, would probably build something like an establishment. I would imagine that um, Fjorten is going to build probably a temple, which I think is what the Druid's Grove mm. is uh, sort of referred to in here as. And I'm not exactly sure what uh, what Jeff's going to build. Probably more like the keep um, as a place to start his goliath tribe or whatever else get the combat bonuses that that builds and the cheapest of all of those things is six thousand gold and like i said i think if you pool together everything you guys have right now it's maybe a thousand i think uh peter mm, peter has more than that from his last haul oh that's right yeah he had at least you... like a thousand i have like almost two thousand yeah thousand six hundred something after we robbed that casino blind after someone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. made off with one table's worth of money so yeah I, i'm gonna have to start at the beginning and see like where it all starts off like what is the first thing we have to construct is that the stronghold and then we build off that is that because i i was just looking at the druid stuff but yeah you know fucking honestly i'm not even quite sure <laughs> but we do uh the stuff that you guys are going to do is, is going to be more expensive than what you can afford right now so you're gonna have to keep on uh, adventuring for money and whatnot. Um, but yeah, you guys, my suspicion is would want to build like... A castle. That's what we're looking at here. Yes. Combines two or more of the above into a larger complex owned and run by multiple characters. So we, we have to build like a keep, a tower, or an establishment. Oh, we have to build like two of those? We have to build a castle first, which, right? Campaign 2, episode 57, Wiener Hall, was released on January 17th, 2021. Set yourself up for success with a slick head of hair with Dapper Dan Pomade, and don't worry, it won't harden too much before we come back next week on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Alright, Mr. Cockthunder, come up with a theme for two monsters. Porn actors. Ooh. Uh, Mr. Firkintrees, you are second uh, in your rolling, so give me the first porn actor name. Or actress. Uh, honestly, I don't... Mm -hmm.
Don't pretend you don't know any. <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, I don't. I I, I couldn't tell you. Par, uh, pardon, pornograph, pornography. <laughs> <laughs> That's the with the puppets, right? Fortunately, I can't. I I honestly can't think of it. Jerry, go. You can't think of a single porn star. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you finish. You need to go. <laughs> <laughs>